Welcome back to the Abiding CEO Podcast, where faith meets business. I'm Betsy, your host, your mental health specialist turned dedicated life coach. Today, I have a special guest with me. It's my husband, Jarvis Mejias. Um, I thought with it being February, it would be a good idea to just get that couple's perspective on what it's like to run a business together. So I'm going to let him introduce himself. Babe, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Sure. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Like my wife said, my name is Jarvis Mejias. I am a certified life coach here at Abundant Life. I love working with couples. The reason I'm motivated to work with couples is because it pains me to see marriages kind of like a, a break apart. My background, I come from a broken marriage as a, as a young kid, and that I saw the uh, what it did to me. And what it does is count as other kids as they grow up without without two parents in their homes. That's where passion came from from that perspective right there. And uh, the challenges that we all encounter when marriage, it also helps to stay, stay there. You want to give the audience an example of what's a challenge that we've had to overcome? Ooh, uh, we'll be here for three hours. <laughs> well... And running a business together, we have encountered many challenges. One of them being just work-life balance. It's kind of hard to uh, disconnect once you leave the office and then go home and not have to talk about work. It's not the same thing as having a nine-to-five where you have to, you clock out, you left work at work, you go home, it's easy to take the hat off. But once you run a business, especially with your spouse, where you guys go home together and you got kids and there's a ton of other things to do, help the kids with homework cooking, their chores, just get ready for bed, and little us time, it's hard to to balance that out, that work-life balance. So that, that has been a learning curve for both of us to do that and working together in the business and then do our lives outside of work, at home with the kids, etc. Yeah, definitely. It's been trial and error. I still remember when you first joined me at, yeah. at the practice um, and you put an invoice on the nightstand. And by then, I was not in CEO mode. I was in wife, mom mode. And seeing that invoice just threw me for a loop. And so we established that one boundary right away, like probably our first week working yeah, together. Like, like um, let's leave office stuff at the office. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm a quick learner. So I learned fast. Those boundaries uh, I had I've never been in an environment where I worked with your spouse. Working with your spouse, it, it, it comes with its challenges, obviously, because um, mm-hmm. you see each other at work and then you see each other at home. So there's no no escaping it. Not that we're trying to escape each other because uh, we, we love being around each other and spending time together. It's just being able to wear those certain hats at certain times of the day and understanding that when we're at home, we're at home. Another example of that was me talking about school, kids' school stuff. Homework and tests and stuff like that, grades at the office. And that, that didn't go well, to, to say the least. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we talked about it and I learned that, you know, we, we need to, to be aware and be intentional about, you know, switching off those hats. When we're home, then we're dad, I'm a, I'm a husband, then my wife is, is mom and a wife. Mm-hmm. We're no longer running a business, we're running a home and a family. And we need to remember that and be mindful of that because that's, that also affects the kids. Our kids are pretty vocal. One of our daughters, remember, mm-hmm. she uh, she came up to us one day and said, you guys talk too much about work at home. And we looked at each other like, you know what? We do talk a lot about work. We need to take it back a notch. So that was a learning experience right there, too. 
Yeah, I think the kids have even learned with us. I've had conversations with our oldest several times of what it'll look like when he has his own business, because he already knows that he wants to be an entrepreneur, which is a little bit about my reasoning for doing what I do and for the abiding CEO, because growing up around my dad, who's a general contractor, my brother does insurance, I have an aunt owning a salon, even back home, Dominican Republic, families who have their own accounting practices. And it's a lot of entrepreneurs around me. So I've seen how crazy, if you don't set those boundaries, especially early on, the business will suck you dry. Yes, yes. See, and she was ahead of the curve when it came to that because in my background, my family, I had no business background at all whatsoever. Uh, no one in my family has uh, owned a business mm-hmm. and they don't run a business right now. So there was, this was new territory for me. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I have a brilliant wife. I tell her every time I love your sexy brain. She does have a beautiful brain. And the same thing I love about her brain is it's the same thing that sometimes drives me crazy. But I learned to love it and roll with it and, and just work together. We complement each other pretty well. We come strong and we're she's strong. So we can lean on each other and learn from each other and uh, hold each other accountable as well. Yeah, that, that is a good way we navigate the stress at the office. And everywhere we go, whether it's the office, ministry, because when we present together, we play off each other. And you're great at just that diplomacy and seeing both sides of an argument yes. and staying calm. Yes, Versus I'm more decisive and can be pretty blunt. Uh, So I have to curtail that. But uh, you always redirect me in a kind way. Another common area for stress that comes up with couples is just burnout. Burnout is real. After a while, you start getting compassion fatigue. I remember I had a professor in school that says you just become apathetic. Yes, you you don't care. It's it's hard to get up. Why bother? You're putting out fires all day. What was that like for you at the beginning? Well, it was very eye opening because um, I, I keep hearing from you everything you you, you doing day to day work at the office, but I never saw you doing it. I just heard about it, so I never saw how much work it was and what what did it entail, what it took to do all those things, and to be on all the time and to. Um, to be putting out fires, like you call it, uh, solving problems so they come up to you like when you run a company with, with different people in it. It's bound to happen. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be um, decisions to be made. So seeing all that, seeing how you, you handle all that, it was it's very eye-opening. And, and it was a teaching experience, too, because I was able to then step in and, and ask you, I was like, so what can I take away from your plate and help you so that you can focus on other things that are more important that only you can do? And we were able to have a conversation and kind of like delegate some tasks and make sure that they got done that way. Yeah, that's interesting because I think the first three years I was running this solo and like a lot of other listeners can tell you, um, your day goes so quickly. It's like, I know I was busy. I know I was working, but what did I accomplish? So even when I would give you bullet points about my day, I don't think you realize how much goes on until you were here. Yes. Once I was here, it was an eye-opening experience. And I saw everything that went on in the, in the office on a day-to-day from from the phones, from the admin office, from seeing clients, from people coming knocking on your door uh, when they saw it open. Because you always have this open-door policy, which is good. It's good to have that so that your staff, employees feel feel okay coming to you and, and talking to you about 
certain things and concerns and was working and was not working. But that also puts you in, out of the open for more interruptions so that it slows you down doing other things you need to be doing. And it takes time away from other important things. Not that dealing with the day-to-day things is not important. It also is also important, but you might have some time selected to set aside in your agenda to work on a certain specific thing that you got a deadline for and something going to happen with a schedule appointment or insurance or a client um, is upset about something or a staff member is upset about something. It's not always bad. Sometimes it's good stuff, but interruptions are interruptions. So learning how to navigate that and uh, how to take some of that weight off of you, the staff uh, being able to see me and come to me asking me questions that if I didn't know the answer, I was honest. I don't know the answer, but I can find out for you. But that took away uh, several interruptions throughout your day from, from you. And you were able to focus on other things you wanted to focus on. What do you want to say about just managing the financial stress of starting a business? Yeah, that's another big one. As we all know, when you first started this uh, this practice, that you don't know it's going to be this big. But when you first started, you were doing it part-time as you were full-time at another job. Um, and then once you got to a certain point, that's when you took the jump and, and went full-time with the practice. And you, you build it to where, where it's at right now. Other than come in, what? Uh, I started in 2018 and you came in in 2021. Yeah. So 2021 is when I started being a little more involved. I started seeing clients because I just got in my certification as a life coach. So I started seeing couples and I started working more in the admin office maybe a year after that. And that's when I started seeing more of what it takes. But um, as far as finances and the financial stress and what it takes, uh, I had no idea what the numbers looked like. It wasn't until then that I really got and started, started seeing the uh, the books and the numbers and, and what's coming in and what hasn't come in yet mm-hmm. and running payroll and doing all those things that I started seeing. Like, this is a big deal. Like, we are responsible, obviously, for making sure that we can make enough money to make a living out of this, to raise our family, right? Mm-hmm. But we're also responsible indirectly for the families that work here for us. And every decision that we make affects them, you know, directly, whether it's positively or negatively. And it also affects us, too. So it's very stressful to think think about it that way, because it's almost like you're responsible for all these families instead of just yours. When you work somewhere else in nine to five, mm-hmm. it's just you. Yeah. You make sure you do your job. You clock out. Mm-hmm. You walk out and you leave work at work. As yeah. long as you do your job, you're good. But when you run a business, you got to think about, Lord, what will happen if everything hits the fan and we have to close down shop? Yeah. It's not it's not just us. It's all these other families that got to, you know, look for another job because. I don't say this because I want this and I'm not smiling because I think it's funny. Um, it's just surrender because I have had those thoughts like and I'm sure many people have. Right. There's the everything's going to go down. The PL is going to be off. I'm going to lose all the employees and I'm going to have to shut doors. Yeah, but, that is the biggest fear right there. But oh, what always brings me back is remember when we had all the empty offices and I tried yes. to sublease them. Yeah. And what did I say? You said that I wasn't going to sublease them, that they were going to get filled with providers. And I was like, oh, but that's a lot of management. Yeah, well, and and I, I had no idea it was going to be that much management. And she was right. It's a lot of work. Because well, I had managed the team in corporate before, yes, so yes. I, I know when you have different temperaments and personalities and navigating, okay, what is something I truly have to address? And then what's something that it's 
it's okay to let slide. But um, anyways, side note, I am super happy with our team right now. We have the best I am too. team I've had the whole existence of Abundant Life. Just the friendships, the time together, the hanging out in the break room while being efficient and seeing people. It's um, I can see why God did what he did. Yes, yes. We have met some wonderful people. Going back to just the financial stress of being responsible for other people, you want them to thrive, but then that also means cutting into your margins, but not being reckless because the business still has to be profitable. Yes. What good is it if I give everybody raises and then can't pay the rent? Can't stay open another year because you give everybody raises. Right. And then with inflation and everything and things just going up in price. Yes. I consider it a success that nobody got a pay cut. Right. That's correct. Yeah. Um, we navigated the waters and made it happen. The other thing, going back to when we were praying and we had all these empty offices, and God just bringing the right people. Yes, we've been blessed. Though. We have some good, passionate yes, teammates. The teammate we have right now, the teammates we have right now, the team is of our leadership team down to everybody in here. To uh, the newest, but it's even our intern. Even the intern, yes. Yes. Um, we have had some amazing interns come through here. Yeah. And we hope to see many, many more through the years. Well, that brings up another common stressor. And then when you're a couple interviewing people, you may not always agree on hire, fire, and how to address disciplinary issues. Without getting too specific, do you want to share anything about that? Well, I mean... Because of my personality, in our relationship, in our marriage, I tend to be the brake and she's the gas. So if I feel like she's going too fast, I press the brake a little bit and she laughs over your nods. And she, if she feels I'm going too slow, she presses the gas and pushes me a little bit. And that's how we complement each other, that's how we keep each other in check. So when it came to hiring and firing, we, we always had, we talked about it. And by the time we made the decision that it was going to happen, we both agreed there was no him and hawing during the process because we already had made the decision mm-hmm. and we were going to follow through with that decision with any consequences of the decision later on, if there were any, but by the time we say, yes, we're going to do it. No, we're going to do this, that we have both agreed what we're going to do. And we got to that point. We, we just followed through with that. But my wife, type A personality, want to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. She will be a little, a little faster in the process than I am. But when I arrived at that conclusion with her together, we would, Yo, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Now, Queen of Hearts moments off with their heads. Off with their oh, heads. No, and I'm like, oh, that. hold on. Oh, get me in jail. There, there's two sides of the story. Let's see what's going on here. <laughs> the diplomat. Yes. The peacemaker over here. But throw you a curveball. Throw it. If you had to do it again, would you? If I had to do exactly what again? Marry you? Business? Which one? No, the business. If marry you, you or marry you in a heartbeat right now? No. It, coming on board. Coming on board, yes. Helping me run this place. If looking looking at it back now, I, I wish I would have done it sooner. Sooner, I wish I would have been here to uh, contribute, to learn, and to be, be able to uh, help you with the load sooner than I did. But I'm happy that I did. I don't regret it. It yeah. was a teaching experience. I'm still learning. We're still learning from the experience. As we are in marriage, we're always learning. Yeah. Uh, there's never at a point that we say, oh, we arrive at the destination. We can't get complacent. There's always what's next, what's next, what's next. God's going to keep moving that 
that that bar higher and higher mm -hmm. from here until we're no longer here or until Jesus comes, whatever comes first, whatever happens first. Yeah. I'm really grateful in that it's not just me and you. We also have our leadership team. Yes. So we have a person over the clinical side. Mm -hmm. And then we have a person over the administrative side. In other industries, it's like the field yes. versus the office, you know, the floor yeah. versus the kitchen. Different industries have their way of distinguishing the different roles, but both are, are necessary. And God has really helped us through that. Yes, we, we have learned over the years um, to to ask the right questions at interviews, to hire the right person for the right position. And we are really very blessed to have the people that we have in place right now. Yeah. The future looks bright. That's been the phrase. The future looks bright. Yeah. For 2024. Okay. Last question, and because I asked all my guests this, is... Oh, boy. What helps you abide? Well, it helps me abide. Those quiet moments that I spent in the Word, devotional time, or just put it in my uh, my Raycons in my ears and just put it in a sermon or some, some worship music, whether it be Spanish or English, just getting in that zone and, uh, and just feeling the words coming in my ears or, or, the, or, or the music, the worship music coming through my ears and let it sit in my, in my heart. Uh, it really lifts me up and, and it helps me stay connected with him, being connected to the church that I go to, our home church, being involved. I mean, even at home with the kids, just yesterday, uh, there was a lot of a uh, st story going on in social media about this missing girl in Foyargo. And I had said it out loud, and our nine-year-old, she's really concerned about it. So at nighttime, we do what we call prayer circle. I like to call it kill circle, like the crudes. <laughs> yeah. The kids think it's funny, so I keep doing it. You know, dad jokes. Dad jokes. Um, so we do we do prayer circle. And when the little one starts praying, she prays her usual, you know, for a good night's sleep, for a good day of school the next day. And then she says, oh, and also for that missing girl that they find her, that they'll find her, please. And this morning, I saw the good news in social media that they have found the girl and that she was fine, that she had not been harmed in any way. So I called my wife. I wanted to teach my kids a lesson that, you know, God's, God does answer prayer, even when we don't think he does. He answers it. So I called my wife and I said, can you put Lizzie on the phone? That's the little one. And she put her on the phone. I said, mama. Remember how you prayed for that girl yesterday? So yes. Well, they found her and she's, and she's okay. I just want to let you know that God answers prayer. And she was really happy to hear that. And I can only imagine what went through her, through her mind and what she felt in her heart. But I took that as a teaching moment also so that she can stay connected to God and, and, and her own personal walk as she keeps growing up and in her prayer life as she keeps developing it so that, you know, that's, that's what I'm called to do to leave my family uh, at home spiritually. And lead them in every other area that I have to lead them in. Uh, but the most important one is that, that one, being a spiritual leader. And I thought that was an important teaching moment right there. Oh, yeah. I think it's something that she's going to remember. Yes. And as more and more of those moments pile on, it'll just strengthen her faith. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, thank you so much for getting on here with me. Thank you for having me. Now we're going to go home. Maybe we'll have you back in the future. Who knows? You guys, email us, comment, let us know. In the meantime, continue abiding. Bye, guys.